You're listening to episode 27 of Brave and Boss, the podcast. On this week's podcast, I'm walking you through the exact steps you need to take to run a sample sale on your online store. So let's get started. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. It's your host of the podcast, Christy Sumer, the founder of the Ethical Fashion Brand Encircled and host of Brave and Boss. I am so excited that you've decided to join us here today on the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I am so happy to share with you some of my favorite e-commerce tips. If you're a returning listener, hello. Thank you for returning to listen. It means so much to me that you're investing your time and your day in this podcast. I know you've got lots of stuff on the to-do list and many other options for podcasts. So it means so much to me that you've chosen this one to Um, dig into for the next 20 minutes or so. So I'm going to make it, as always, this episode super tactically relevant, really action-packed, and I'm going to remove all the fluff as usual. So we'll get right to the point. Um, I'll share with you today the exact steps to do a sample sale. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about what a sample sale is, how you even like comprise inventory to make a sample sale. Um, and then we'll talk the actual steps I do to implement a sample sale online. And then hopefully you can take that and try one out on your store and see how it goes. Sound good? Awesome. So what is a sample sale? So a sample sale or samples and second sale or a second sale or an off-price sale. There's many names for this in the retail industry. Um, some people will say like a warehouse sale, Um, but essentially what it is, is product. It's a sale of product that doesn't meet your quality standards and, or, um, pre-production product and samples. So for fashion, for example, um, with my fashion brand, we quality check at three checkpoints. So we quality check at the manufacturer. They do it when they're sewing in Toronto. And then when they deliver it to our studio, our production team quality checks it again. And then when we ship, we quality check. And at Encircled, we have a list of standards and our standards for quality are very different than our um, factory standards. Our factories are just looking to see if there's anything major, like did some oil get onto a garment from a sewing machine or is there a huge massive run in the fabric? Um, They're really calling those out. And then we are doing our own quality check based on our own quality standards. So this is a good uh, point to pause at. So if you want to have sample items and sample inventory to sell, you have to have quality standards. What are quality standards? Well, essentially, it's just a guide that says like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable from a quality standpoint for your product to retail at full price. This doesn't have to be a massive undertaking for you. And I bet that you already know in your mind what would be acceptable and not acceptable, but it's a good idea to put it down somewhere and to document the process of quality checking and what that looks like. For example, are you going to quality check every single candle that comes in the door from your manufacturer, or do you just spot check you know, one every four candles to look at them? 
If a candle's dented, would you sell that at full retail or would that be a sample? If the label's slightly skewed, what would that mean? Does that mean a percentage off or is that full retail? So you need to start defining these things. And chances are, if you're a solopreneur, you kind of already know what qualifies in your mind as a sample or second. Um, but if you've got other people working in the business or you want to hire other people, as I know many of you do, um, it's a good idea to write it down and just have this to reference. Otherwise, you'll never have sample merchandise to sell because you're either selling it at full price or you're like throwing it out or recycling it or something like that. Um, so oftentimes in fashion, at least, um, sample sales consist of kind of off season, off price, um, items that have minor flaws, damages, or imperfections or something like that. Um, and that just really creates an opportunity for a retailer because a lot of this product otherwise, where would it go? If you're not able to sample sale it um, to your customers, you know, then what are you doing with it? Donating it? Some brands have been seen throwing stuff like this in the garbage, which is not a good look because a lot of this stuff is like perfectly wearable from a fashion perspective. You know, if you've got a tank top and like the stitching's kind of crooked on one of the seams, but you can still wear it and you wouldn't notice if it was layered, um, that's still a value-added piece potentially to some of your customer's closet. So... Step one is definitely get your quality standards in order so that you know what would qualify as a sample in second and what wouldn't. Um, and then you can decide what else you might include. So you might include um, end of season items. You might want to include manufacturer samples. So oftentimes, at least in fashion, we will um, create pre-production samples um, or samples of garments to go to production and maybe they don't actually make it there or uh, photography samples are one as well that get created and then they're just not sellable because maybe they just lack um, the tags or maybe there's something slightly different with them. They weren't done on you know, the exact stitch that we would use for a finished garment. And those can still hold a lot of value. So, and there's a lot of cost that goes into making those. So you want to try and recoup that if at all possible. So that is definitely my first um, tip is to, you know, get your quality standards in order, um, you know, and then start to build your inventory of sample goods. Um, next, you have to categorize them. So this is really important. So as you're going through and taking in orders and let's say you're doing candles and you get a batch of like 20 candles in and maybe like four of them are got some sort of flaw, like one the label's off, one's dented, one's got a little chip, whatever. Um, so you want to log those somewhere. What we've done is we've created a spreadsheet and we basically log the product, um, the name, um, and then we price it at that point and determine what percentage off it would be based on the flaw and log the flaw details. And then either sticker or uh, use like a safety pin or whatever you need to do to mark that product and then put it in an area in your studio, your office, your warehouse, wherever, where you store all your samples and seconds so that they don't get mixed up with other inventory. Um, I found it just way more effective to do this as you go. Um, we've done it the other way around it in Circled where we'll take in batches and batches and just build a pile of samples in seconds and then somebody has to go through them and categorize them all and it just takes way longer. So if you do it as you go, it's just kind of like you're making small little steps of progress over um, time versus like having somebody sit there for days and days and do this. And then at least you'll know exactly what you have, uh, what you could potentially retail it at and what your cost is invested into that process. 
product. And then you can use that to determine when you have enough product to sample sale. So that's another question I get very often is like how much product you actually need to have in order to create a sample sale. And there's no real rule around this. Um, again, it just depends on your business size. Um, you know, if you're going to offer these products to your list, of course, you want more than like three people or sorry, th- three products to market, but you kind of have to determine. So if you've got a list of, let's say like um, 5,000 emails, like maybe having like um, 20 items is enough. Um, but maybe if your list size is like 25,000 people, maybe you want more like, you know, 150 items. So it's just really what you know based on your own sales velocity, like how much you typically sell. And that will give you a good measure of how many samples and seconds you need to make it worth your while. Because ultimately you have to do a little bit of work as we'll go through in these exact steps to do a sample sale um, to set this up. So you don't want to be continuously doing this. You kind of want to break it into batches. Some people will do it once a year. Some people do it once a season. We do it at Encircle once a quarter now. Um, because we have the volumes to justify that. But we started out just doing it once a year at the beginning, and it was quite sufficient. So the next step is, so you've categorized and logged your samples. So you want to create pricing categories and definitions. This is something that really helps your customer to understand um, the discounts being offered. So I've always just found it helpful to think in threes in this aspect. So maybe you have like 10% off, 20% off and 40% off, just create three levels of pricing and then kind of rate them. Like 10% is like, you know, out of season or like minor flaws that are not visible to the eye on the candle. Um, You know, uh, 20% off is like, you know, the packaging is missing, but the candle is perfectly functional. Um, 40% off is there's a chip in the candle, but you can still burn the candle as an example. So come up with your own pricing category. If you don't need three, do two. But I always like three. I don't know why I gravitate towards that number so much, but it just takes me back to the time when um, there's a retailer in Canada called Whole Renfrew, which is like a um, really high-end luxury retailer. And they used to have, well, they still have it, but they used to have um, in the specific location, um, Holt Renfrew Last Call, which is like their discounted quote unquote designer luxury. And it was in this like strip mall um, in this weird area of Toronto. And it was so obscure and nobody knew about it. Now Holt Renfrew Last Call is in like Vaughn Mills, which is this massive, massive mall and it's huge. But it was in this weird, tiny hole in the wall thing. And I just remember going in there, you would go in, they would have all the tags on the garments. It was like a permanent sample sale, basically. And then the, each color would correspond to a percentage discount. So they would have three colors and each would be a different level of discount off the retail price. Um, and it was kind of funny. I share the story because like whole Renfrew carries like Valentino and Versace. So sometimes you go in there and it's like in this crazy strip mall in next to Dunkin' Donuts and there's like a Versace gown and it's like you know, 80% off or something like that. But the retail is like $8,000 and you're like, oh my God, I still can't afford this. Um, But I definitely got some good steals from there back in the day when I used to be a lot more into fashion and more into designer stuff. One of my favorite Diane von Furstenberg tops is from there and it was a great, great price. So it was a good investment piece. But I share that as that they use those tags and those colors to create a memory in the customer's mind and to make it simple. 
because you want your sample sale to be simple to understand and easy to shop. That's really important. So that blends nicely into my next step, which is to create a collection on your site for your sale. So if you don't already have a sale rack or sales section on your website, you're going to want to create a sample sales section um, in your Shopify store. Just create a new collection, call it samples and second sale, or whatever you want to call it, sample sale, whatever vibes with your brand. Um, or you can use your sale rack and just put the products in there, but you definitely need somewhere where people can go to a dedicated URL where people can find your sample sale items. It just makes it easier to shop the sale. Um, so I talked about creating those pricing categories and definitions. The next step is to take those pricing categories and definitions and make them into a user-friendly legend. So get some graphic design skills out, hire somebody to do this, go on Canva, whatever you need to do, create kind of a chart. I found that works really well where you have like the examples of the flaws, the discount percentage, um, and a little bit of a write-up like that. And then embed that on that sample sale collection page and then all of your product pages for your samples. This episode is brought to you by Tresta. Tresta is an app for iPhone and Android that lets you do unlimited business calling and texting from anywhere with no hardware, just the smartphone you already have. Tresta is the best business phone app on the market, especially for remote teams. You need to stay connected no matter where you are, whether you're in office, working from home, or traveling on business, and Tresta is flexible. Whether you just need a business phone number, a complete business phone system, Tresta offers call management features that empower you to communicate smarter and more efficiently, like auto attendance, call recording, user groups, and more. Tresta is super easy to configure so you can set it up yourself all online. Tresta's virtual phone system makes it easier and more affordable than ever to set up a fully functioning mobile office. It's just $15 per user per month with no contract, so start your free 30-day trial today at tresta.com slash boss. That's www.tresta.com slash boss. And now back to the show. So next you're going to have to create your sample products. So I recommend, I highly recommend keeping these separate from your actual products because they're just completely different price levels and expectations. So I would make a new product for each sample sale item. So if you've got candles, let's stay on that example because it's easy. Um, and you've got, let's say, soy wax candles. And then you have your soy wax sample candle. And then you might have like pine tree fragrance or... Um, sea salt fragrance or something like that under your sample sale product as well. You just want to keep them sample um, separate, I think, because otherwise it's very confusing for the consumer. And how you will tell that it's a sample, you can put it in the product title. So you could say like um, soy wax candle brackets samples in seconds or sample sale or something like that. Um, you can also obviously write it in the product description and embed your legend in the product page as well. Um, but one of my favorite things to do right now is to um, create like photo covers because it makes it super easy to find the products. So in our last sample sale, we created, we actually used actual product photos of the original product and just kind of skinned them. So we put kind of like a tint on them that was like warm yellowish and it just said like sample sale or something like that samples and second sale on top of it in really big white letters and it was just to draw attention to those products versus our actual regular price um, 100% perfect products um, when people are looking in the sample sale collection view it's very easy to see what's in the sample sale but if they 
land on your shop all or your tops or your bottoms or your home goods or your shop all home or whatever fragrance products, then it's going to be a lot harder to find those sample sale items. So it's super important for you to make it easy. You could put a banner, you could um, actually change your type of photos. So I've also done this route and it definitely it's an option as well. You can actually shoot the sample sale product um, and then do all the editing for that and shoot all the flaws. I'm just going to tell you right now, that is a huge investment of time. Um, what we used to do is we would shoot the product, um, the sample sale product on dress forms. So basically on mannequins to differentiate it from our other product. And it just took so much time to edit those photos. And, you know, our sample sales are quite large. They're, you know, anywhere between 100 to 250 pieces. So it was just taking up so much time just to set up and organize all those photos. But if you have a smaller sale, it would actually probably makes sense to do that it's just with the larger sales that becomes really cumbersome so you can either use like original product photos and then put some sort of banner or skin over top so people know it's a sample sale product or um, shoot original products for sure if that's but I would shoot them in a different style so that people know that they're not your regular price product because that just helps people identify as well um, okay so we've got our product set up. Um, then you're just definitely going to want to pick your date um, and you know plan a goal. You know me, I love planning goals. So I always ask my team, like, what's our goal of our sample sale? So we come up with a revenue goal based on you know how much um, retail sales value percentage we could get from the um, that kind of log that I talked about earlier. So you know, if all the candles are regular price $40 and they're all 20, you know, if we sold 90% of them, how much revenue would that be? I love setting a goal because it helps you know also when you're done. So sample sales may sell out 100%, which is awesome if they do. Um, we definitely had that happen for sure for the first few. But as you get bigger, you know, they may not sell out. And sometimes you don't price products properly because you just don't know um, what will go fast and what won't go fast in a sale. Um, so definitely set a goal for you and your team. And then once you hit that goal, you know, you can either take the sample sale down or figure out what to do. Um, so next steps is to kind of pre-promote the sale. So you're going to want to um, start teasing it on social media and start talking about it in your email newsletter. If you're talking about it on social media or you're telling customers in person or something like that, you definitely want to link to an email opt-in because you want them to get on your newsletter and definitely always give first access to your newsletter subscribers to your sample sale. I just think it's such a nice thing to do. Um, you know, getting someone's email nowadays is such a privilege. So it's a nice benefit for somebody to truly have first access to a sample sale through the email newsletter. Um, so definitely get people onto your list. And then one step I love to add before you actually launch your sale is to share the inventory. And this depends on what kind of customer you have and who your customer is. Like I talk a lot about on this podcast, knowing your customer and what they want. And the one thing we know about our customer encircled is she is, you know, super professional. She's really practical. She's, she's a bit type A, um, really organized and very intentional about her wardrobe. So she likes to see what's going on in the sale before it happens. So she can pre-plan her purchases. So we actually do a, um, version of that log I talked about 
that's in Google Sheets and make it more uh, visually friendly. And we create it as a PDF and we send it um, 24 hours before the sample sale starts to our email list and let them pre-plan their sale. We talk about like what the rules and regs are on the sample sale, which I'll go over in a minute, um, and then let her kind of preview the sale. And then um, when she's when the sale launches, uh, your customers will be like really ready to go. Um, so we'll tell them what time the sample sale is going to launch, like 7 p.m. Tuesday or whatever it is. So that email, as I talked about, is really important because that's where you want to kind of set the ground rules for your sample sale. And this is going to be different for everybody. Of course, you have different terms and conditions and policies in your business, in your area, your state, province, whatever. But you want to make sure you're really clear on these because when people shop sample sales, like they get a little crazy, like they don't read everything because they're rushing to get the only one item that's there on sale. Um, so mostly for us, we make sample sales, final sales. So we tell people to like, ask all the questions in that email where we're pre-teasing the list. We say, email us if you have sizing and fit questions or questions about the flaws and want to see more photos. Like we want to get those out of the way, uh, before the sale goes live. Um, for us, um, you can't cancel orders after you've placed them. Um, you can't use coupon codes. That's another one, um, because the margins are just so bad on sample sale items. Um, we don't want people further discounting and the discounts are so good. It's like, I don't know, already it's so great. Um, and I think that's it. I think, um, we just talk about reading the descriptions of the flaws and stuff like that really carefully. Um, so that's kind of the, ground rules that we use. I mean, feel free to customize it to whatever makes sense for your business. You may have even other rules you want to add there, um, but make sure you're just really clear about what uh, shopping the sale means. Um, you may have limits, for example, like if you sell candles, maybe one person can't buy more than five candles or four candles or something like that. Um, just really customize it for what your business uh, terms are typically. Okay, so you've pre-teased the sale, you've shared your uh, pre-sale list, you've done the preview, you've shared like how to shop the sale, etc. And then essentially you're just going to launch your sale. So my favorite is to launch the sale to the email newsletter first and I give them a one hour head start to social media and then we go on social and post it there. Um, typically we sell out about, I would say 70% of our sample sale in the first 24 hours, and then we'll sell probably another 15% over the next seven days. And then we usually take it down. Um, now that may be different for your brand and based on your discounts and stuff like that. Um, but for us, we don't want to carry a ton of merchandise season over season. So if we can get something in the sample sale and get it sold, that's like pretty important to us. We just don't have the space. And quite frankly, we want to free up the capital from that as well. Again, like sample sales aren't huge money makers because you are discounting. And I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are running, you know, ethical and sustainable brands. So your margins are super slim. But if you're making some money to at least even cover your cost, then, you know, that can be really positive versus just like, disposing or donating that product or just letting it sit in a bin somewhere in your office. Um, so yes, we launch our sale and then we literally have somebody sitting on live chat and customer service um, because we have two sites. We have somebody syncing the site so that our inventory stays in check. 
Um, and then we let the sample soap go. We run it. We put up banners on our homepage, um, promote it on social. I don't typically do paid ads for sample sales. It's just not even necessary. Um, but that might be an option for you if you feel. Um, and then we wrap it up and we usually, um, basically like after like 48 to 72 hours, if there's a few lingering items, we may reevaluate the discounts and take them down another discount level if there's room just to clear them out. Um, but if there's few items left, like I think we had like maybe mm, 12 pieces left from our sample sale last time or 16, something like that. Um, so we'll roll those into our next sample sale for sure. Um, so then we take down the sample sale. That's kind of the last step. Uh, we hide the collection, we hide the products, we do all the redirects for that so that um, in case Google's picked them up, that we're redirecting them to an appropriate page. Um, and then we do our sample sale postmortem. So we just look through and say, okay, this is what we said we would do. This was our goal. This is what we actually sold. And this is what's left over. And this is what we're going to do differently each time. And that's really helped evolve our sample sale process. Because at the end of the day, you could follow this exact process and it could work for you. But you also may have a very different business than I have. So you may have to modify different steps and you, only through testing and learning may you learn that um, modifying that step makes such a big difference in your business. Um, so I definitely encourage you to try it and then you know evaluate it afterwards and see what worked, what didn't work, and then go from there. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of a longer podcast, but I really wanted to get through all of the steps because I feel like it's super important to be uh, really tactical with this and share everything that I do. If you have any questions, um, hop on over to Instagram at Brave and Boss and leave the comment on my photo or send me a DM. I'd love to help you out. If you'd love to chat more about sample sales, join our free Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Brave and Boss. And if you found this podcast episode valuable, I'd love it if you'd rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's super easy. Just go on your app. And if you feel like it, give us five stars. I would be super appreciative of that. All right. That's it for today. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts, and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.